Take Joshua Adam William Arbuthnot. It's the rundown with the talented, sexy, dangerous Devonier. It's Devon Seal. I got nothing catchy this week. Oh, I got nothing catchy. I'm sad Japan lost today. Woohoo! I got that one for you. How about that? What does that have to do with anything? Look, that's a trailer for later. All right. I got nothing catchy. I'm on vacation brain still. Uh, yeah, and Japan lost and Korea lost today in the World Cup. <laughs> Soccer is only meant for European and South American countries, clearly. Apparently. But hey, Korea won that second half against Brazil, so they can hold their head high. All right. So, well, Japan knocked off two previous World Cup winners, so mm-hmm. yeah, they, they can really hold their, well. their head high. Hey, took it to penalties. So, You know what's funny? I'm boycotting the World Cup. Yeah. Did we talk about this? No. No, I'm, I'm boycotting it. I'm, I'm very comfortable saying I'm boycotting it and I get the weirdest looks from people. And then when I say like, yeah, Qatar or FIFA, they're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's fair. I know it's fair. That's why I brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not the like, I'm not saying out I... ever by anyone is when someone says that's fair. It's like, yeah, I know that's fair. That's why I brought the point up. It's the it's the easiest, laziest way for people to get out of the conversations they don't want to be in anymore. It's like, well, yeah, that's fair. It's like, yeah, because I that's why I made the point. I know it's fucking fair. You don't like you just don't have enough education or enough of a rebuttal Ooh. to come up yeah. with another answer for mm. this debate that we're having. That's more or less your way of conceding the conversation and be like, okay, I don't have a rebuttal. So I'm just gonna say that's fair. That is fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you you got a really nice sweater on. It's really cool. Is it comfortable? Yeah, it's comfortable. England won, um, and now it's going to be rough sailing because <laughs> they got to face France and then yeah. the winner of Satan Portugal, uh, Spain and Portugal. Um, so it's uh, it is an uphill climb for England on the way to the World Cup. It may just be Brazil's World Cup, and we're all just living in it though. You really you think they're the best by far? They they look quite good today. They look quite good today, but they faced a Korean team who, you know, worked really, you know, worked really hard to get there. Obviously, making that round, nothing to sneeze at. Um, but you, you kind of start seeing a different level of that. I mean, when Brazil, uh, maybe they face Argentina, whoever they face, like we'll see what happens in the next round for where everything goes, right? I mean, for England, you know, you got to stop Mbappe and everybody on that France team. It's uh, going to be very interesting if england who i root for is going to make it to the to the finals it is is not going to be an easy road and it's the world cup so there is no really easy road i suppose so that happens only once every four years that was our expert analysis though great job by you and i guess for canada you get a pin on your chest and an achievement medal even though you didn't win a game they should be they should be proud they should be happy like i don't know like what it's weird that Canada has come to a point now where we just expect to win almost everything, um, even though we have very little track record in, in a lot of the things that we expect to win at. Like when it comes to hockey, yeah, okay, we can talk about expecting our world juniors to win or, or the, um, 
the Olympic teams with NHL players, yeah, we can expect them to win. But then it's like, you know who, you know, Canada went to the World Cup of U19 volleyball. And you know what? I thought we, we were clearly the best team there. And it's like, what? Like, in what world? I have no idea why we expect to win everything. But that's kind of where, where we're at now. It's because our women do everything so well and the men are just trailing. That's true. Our women's national teams in various sports are doing very well. Yeah. Uh, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with the show or do you want to start with the trailers? I'll start with the show. We got a, we're a couple of weeks behind. We got what one episode left. We got one episode left of White Lotus. So next week will be the final regular episode of uh, the rundown mm-hmm. at some point next week, and then we will take a mini ten day hiatus, and then it's uh, all year reviewed stuff. Perfect. That's what I love. Because so, there ain't there ain't gonna be shit to watch, right? No, White Lotus is the is the fun is the final thing. I mean, we may even be up a little bit longer than that. I mean, for regular shows, we may not even be back to Last of Us really at this point. Why not? So, yeah. So we get to make the rules. It's not like we have like a we schedule do. to stick to. We do. So if we if we play by the rules of Last of of uh, White Lotus last year, this was this would have been the finale because it went six episodes last year seven this time mm-hmm. um we still do not have a hint of who's dying and whatnot all that i think you're laying some groundwork there mm-hmm. i'm trying not to go with some red herrings the jennifer coolidge story took a major turn in mm. these past two episodes from you and i watching it um i think i know what's going on to a degree i i think these people work with greg or associated with greg and he doesn't have, he signed the prenup, but if he can prove infidelity, he'll get the money. Wow. And that think... guy in the picture, remember that picture she looked at? Yeah. I'm wondering if one of those was a young Greg. He's the cowboy from Oklahoma right. and now he lives in Denver. Yeah. Whoa. Well, I was going to, I guess the question I was going to ask you is, uh, do you think Greg is gay? Uh, it's Maybe, not proven I mean, without a shadow. Talks to someone says, "I love you," right? And mm-hmm. there is a point when the um, the the gay guys that are there kind of point to her and everything like that. And Greg never. I have to go back, so I don't know this for sure, but it doesn't seem like Greg points and like says like this is the mark or whatever, right? Oh, <sighs> so wow, you've really unlocked my brain into like some kind of crazy eyes wide shut conspiracy type bullshit. Yeah. Because he needs money for the villa. Greg's associated with them. They actually were together the whole time or they're like business partners or whatever. Mm -hmm. They have a weird twisted life. Greg knows how to play her too, right? He knows she's an emotional person. She knows that he'll he'll be looking for an outlet to something that's going to make her happy. Going with those gay guys and just kind of setting stuff up in the right way will be able for her to be in a different emotion. And I think bringing up the point that she, that he was, that he had to sign the prenup is a part, but if he can prove that there is infidelity in all of it, then money is coming his way. And it looks like she had a little bit of fun with uh, the guy with the gun. Mm-hmm. Guns are sexy mm-hmm. <laughs> or whatever she said. Yeah. And it popped in a little bit of that cocaine. A little bit. She was yeah. like off the rails. I think that's... I think that that's why they wanted to keep Porsche away from it, right? Where 
the British dude. Um, well, who wanted to keep Porsche away from it? That's the real question. The British dude, I think, was a big part of it. But I think, uh, obviously, Greg knew too, right? I mean, goes back to Greg when he first gets there, being like, why yeah. is she here? And I think that's because Greg knows that he she has a certain level of influence over her to, you know, make her oh, more, more wow. responsible and whatnot. Right. To, how to handle her actions, right? So Greg knows and has been around the situation. So he obviously can deviate her away by just getting laid by some handsome dude or whatever. So this is some like elaborate plan that he's had from the very beginning. I think so, yeah. Do you think that his marriages, his previous marriages were also to other rich people and he's actually been, like they've been taking her their money. They've been doing this this Going scenario the white lotuses and many, many that, times. Yeah. I think but, so. And he's like, a, he's basically just a con man. Uh, yeah. Now that's a long con. Cause that's like three, what was it? Like it's been a number of years uh, between the Hawaii one. And it's been a couple yeah. of years between Hawaii and Italy, right? Three years or something they said. Yeah. So that's like a real, that's a huge investment, but. Well, also though, she paid for his chemo. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's a long con in one way, but it's another long con of, I can't pay for my chemo. Yeah. So this woman's going to pay for my chemo, get me to feel better. But I had to sign this prenup. It's okay. I have other delusions and ways I can get around this. Especially if him and the other men, whatever group you want to call them. I don't, I don't yeah. want to call them just the gays. Yeah. Um, I'm just going, I'm just calling that for the record. Not to insult wow. everybody, just because that's what, that's what Jennifer Coolidge is calling them in this one. That's yeah, I, 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 we need, we need, a, we need like a little word for their gang, but they're, you know, the eyes they, wide they, shut gang. Yeah. Wow. Now, I guess the question is, how does, um, how does Portia and who, whatever the British, the young, young chap's name is, oh, I think. Name. So in this whole big elaborate plan that you have, I think that's very, very well thought out. I think this young individual and Portia are the X factors. Jack, by the way. Okay, Jack, thank you. I think Jack and Portia are the X factors that can derail this whole plan. But he, but Jack won't do that because, you know, he's sleeping with his, uh, the, the head guy, right? He's sleeping with yep. the head guy. Yep. Um, so he's obviously getting the kickback because it sounds like more or less, just forgive the term, but more or less he was kind of a street rat. You know, hundred percent. That's well. He he admits that, and I mean, we could talk it. We could talk about Porsche's, um, you know, taste in men for probably a whole hour if we really want to. All these characters are really so well developed. And it goes back to the Mike White critical thinking of stuff, right? Of he, you know, that stuff we had on race and the last and the last one with the Sydney Sweeney character and her friend and the stealing and all that with her family and everything like that and the, the economy, everything we have there. And there's a lot of layers here, right, to richness and wealthness, but then also to, you know, the the shitty guy and the good guy and the yeah. path that you take and what path is going to lead you to where. Like, if she just stays with Audi, maybe I'll she's be. not going down this path that's about to go down right now. But, well, it's, it's it, and it's exactly it is. Like, she, she's, she was a grass is the greener type person. Um, this Jack guy is hot, and he's a bad boy, and she's, like, really excited by him. And then you can tell when they're walking through the town during this whole party, like she's like really over the frat boy attitude, which she yeah. thought was sexy to begin with. And it, they made it up. They, they didn't say it directly, but they made it appear that she was really, really 
longing for that good guy, good boy, Albie kind of situation, like responsible and sweet and kind because this Jack guy is not, he just wants to get fucked up and whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe he's using her. We don't really know for sure. Like he definitely acts like he cares, but if he's the kind of guy who came from really rough, um, a really, really rough past, he'll be willing to do anything to get himself out of that situation. And I, we don't know for sure. Like, so yeah, he was caught having, you know, having, having a sexual affair with the older gentleman. Um, we don't know if he does that to survive or if he actually enjoys that, um, which is a I'm whole other survive side of things. Yeah. But you're right. We don't, we don't know. We don't know what's going on there. I mean, and he's, he's an idiot because he pretty much spills the entire beans of kind of the whole plan of what's going on. That's why I think Portia is this X factor of like, and, and you, you bring it back to, to Greg not wanting her to be there. That's really, really clever of you. Holy. It's the first thing he points out right away is like, why is she here? Because I think he, he, he sees a moral side that she, he, that she brings out of Tanya. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's funny how innocent, naive, but also good natured Tanya is. And you, mm-hmm. if I, Portia mentions it before, like she had a really rough life growing up and I think she's been taken advantage of and used and, and, and sexually abused, sexually assaulted, uh, things of that nature. And you can even tell at this party, like she reluctantly, but begrudgingly does cocaine. And then she automatically, like it brings something out of her that makes her feel special, loved. And she's having this great time with these, with these guys and this party's all for her and she's meeting all these exciting people. How would you not let your guard down? If that's she's what you've been waiting. Seen, she's feeling loved. Yeah, she's, validated. She's had such a, uh, a lack of that in her life. So adding that onto her, it's something that she's been craving for so long, right? Not to just be this heiress, not to have this money, yeah. to have this devoted attention that to her is not privy to, oh, my money or my status. It's about me as an individual. Yeah, Wow. I hadn't, I had kind of thought along those lines, but didn't put two and two together with Greg as the cowboy because she looked at that photo at the end of the episode and I didn't quite recognize the other person. Um, it makes a lot of sense now that it would be someone like Greg, but holy shit, that's, that's so deep, Josh. I sat under the tree of enlightenment, apparently. Yeah, you had like apples of just nuggets just hit you on the head over and over again. I don't... Well, and- Sorry, the other characters go ahead. I don't want to get too much like because you wonder with uh Lucia, yeah, and that that guy that I think is a pimp. Well, a pimp pimp or boyfriend, or they they could even be used, those those words could be used interchangeably, right? Yeah, I just don't want to get too caught up in that. I'm like, is that also a long con? I'm like, I don't think we're going back to back with two long cons, but I've seen some be like, oh, this is a long con by Lucia and this guy. I'm like. No, I, 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 maybe I'll be wrong on this. I generally do believe that she has genuine feelings for Albie. I think there's genuine feelings there for her, for Albie. Yeah, I think that that story is pretty, I wouldn't say paint by numbers, but I think it's pretty um, apparent or it's not, it's very, it's much more genuine than this, this Tanya Greg. Yeah, Portia just your average one. dad fucking hooker son no but i think that they've i think they've done a really good job spelling (laughs) it out um f marie abraham still is like the all is like the all-time 
leader Dude, of this just show. Give him the supporting actor award he right is now. So goddamn funny. But I think I we called this a few episodes ago where uh lucia lucia does it seems it seems like she doesn't really like this lifestyle like she she kind of likes it because it gives her nice things and then she met albie and you know he did say he's gonna pay her but then she's like no no it's okay and they have that misunderstanding but then she keeps coming back because you know he's hand but he as much as she appears to like him i am not going to let go of the fact that I think she sees him as a ticket out. He's from California. He went mm-hmm. to Stanford. His family's Italian. It's probably important to her. She knows that they work in the movies. Exactly, right? Yeah. Um, to the point where like they've spent, like I have no idea how long this vacation is supposed to last. It seems like maybe it's two weeks, uh, maybe more. But you could tell me at the end of this, like they had spent the last week together. And then he goes, I want you to come with me. I want you to come stay with me. I want to be with you. I'll pay for your ticket. And she goes, thank you. I'm gone. Peace. Or maybe she's trying to get out and the pimp murders her. There's also the situation of, remember now, we have multiple bodies. Yeah. So there is a situation too where we have Lucia and uh, her friend Isabella, right? Something like that, yep. I don't see her. I don't see her... um, Unless things go really crazy with the piano player, which I guess he's supposed to come Mia, back any time now. Uh, the piano player is supposed to come back, Giuseppe. Yeah. yeah. I don't see her dying, but I see him getting really pissed off at her for giving him those drugs and using him and et cetera, et cetera. Because well, I imagine... With... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. The, the hotel uh, owner, or not owner, yeah. but uh, the boss, the they just slept together. Valentina, they they just slept together. She's gonna fire the piano player and give her the job, mm-hmm. and he's gonna lose his shit. Well, he's gonna lose his shit, and keep in mind too why Lucia and Mia are so important because their essential arc, the Tanya stuff is all by itself, but they're yeah. kind of brought in it for deaths, right? I don't know if anyone's gonna really die in the Tanya side of things, particularly. I, I think the central deaths are gonna come around. The couples and the family, because of the centralization they have to the workers with 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 Mia and with Lucia, right? Because Ethan and uh, what's it, what's the is it Cam? Cameron, Cameron, yeah. Cameron still owe money, right? Yeah. So that's gonna be a play. A big that's gonna be a, yeah. Right? That's 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 a thing. Yeah. You still have the dad and the son and the unspoken thing about they both slept with the same girl. So there's <laughs> all that. F. Murray Abraham is just asking to have a heart attack or something and pass away that way. Yeah, you we know what? Don't... He's a he's a sneaky candidate of like the obvious thing is that he fell and bumped his head, so he's gonna have like a stroke or something. Yeah, yeah. We don't know if Ethan's gonna kill um, Cameron and Harper. 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 Yeah, we don't know if he's gonna kill Cameron and Harper at all. Harper. Right? So there, there's all that kind of lined up together. That's why I kind of look at that as a central part, and even with Valentina, kind of like our boy Murray from season one. We don't know for sure that she's not a killer. We just know that she shows up to the scene. She could end up sleeping with me and be like, I don't want anyone else to know that I'm gay. And I'm going to, you know, you're just a prostitute or whatever. I can just kill you. Ooh, that's dirty. That's dark too. So there's, wow, that. we have I, a I lot of the central stuff, even, even if the pimp comes and 
he shoots Albie or he shoots the dad or yeah, yeah, he shoots yeah, yeah. Cam or Ethan because they're trying to get in the way of the of the and aren't, aren't paying the money or whatnot, right? That's why I say that that's kind of our central death plot. Yes, I think the yeah. Tanya stuff is completely isolated. I don't think any major of the death stuff is coming from that. The death stuff that's is eyes wide from, shut. Yeah, it's eyes wide shut. That's its own. That's its own thing. Because I do think Tanya will probably be back in White Lotus season three more than likely, right? She seems to be our our one central revolving character. Although right. I would like Daphne back for another season. Daphne's been awesome. Get a therapist. I was I was Not hoping a get I was... a get a what's the word she said? Oh, get a workout guy, trainer. Get a trainer. Oh, trainer. I was hoping that um, maybe maybe Tanya says I have enough. I'm I'm not doing the White Lotus resorts anymore i'm done and then bert is the one who carries on the legacy for the next season i'm in i'm in because I, I could just another whole a whole thing of bert like in in thailand or in barbados or something yeah yeah uh you're yeah. right about the pimp uh coming to the hotel although i will say realistically the pimp does not know what cameron and uh ethan look like no, but Lucia could be like, I, I know sure, I have our money. Sure, sure, sure. They but, have our money. But I think me. it's it's more realistic that the pimp will come by for the Italian family, for Dominic, Bert, yeah. and Albie, because he's seen them before, seen them, right? Yeah. They got out yeah. of the car. Yeah. Um, you're right about uh, some kind of fight with, with, with a gun or something along those lines being a factor. And then maybe someone... The thing is, is these people can't be killed in public because they wash up on the beach mm -hmm. unless they do get killed in public they fall on the beach and everyone freaks out and they drift away and then like the next morning they come back i guess that seems less likely because well, no, daphne was the first person to find them right yeah that seems less likely so yeah th this would have to be a situation and you know what it's kind of you know using like my observational mind i think i'm ready to exclude cameron as dying because yeah her on her last day of vacation would not go for a swim if her husband was missing. True. Or does she give a fuck though? Because he disappears all the time. Nah, nah. I have to it like because that's I mean, she she could be a factor too that she could kill Cameron as well. I like the cheating just finally got to her, I guess. Cheating just finally got to her. Yeah, I, I mean I guess so. That'd be like some weird psycho yeah. stuff where she kills him and then just like is totally happy with it. The other thing, the other thing that I'm thinking about too is, is it likely that she goes swimming if Ethan or Harper are killed? But then again, if it happens really late at night and they don't see each other until the next day, yeah, she goes for a morning swim and she's like, oh, I'll meet my friends at twelve o'clock to go to the airport, and she doesn't meet them because she sees them in the pool. Yeah, your camera point solid too. It's like it's hard. I need to go back because she's next to another guy though on the beach i thought everybody. it was just i thought it was just like a she just went and got a chair like early morning okay, and dropped we're gonna, stuff we're gonna do some research here really quick i'm gonna go in quick and see because <laughs> she says like this is our i need to hear she says this is our last day or this is my last day i don't know that's but is that the kind of detail that we would miss that would just crack this whole show open for i think us? someone I mean, would have brought it up like you know you have bill simmons and them they're doing the reviews on okay the, the ringer so I, I i assume listening to that they would have brought it up by now have you listened to those uh yeah i have and okay you've gotten so have you gotten some good nuggets or do you think we do a better job? yeah I, I think we've kind of covered a lot of the same stuff so one second we're gonna go and give you a, a one track audio situation here quick you hear dev vaguely vaguely so i'm just looking here at the beach yeah 
she's she's by herself. Yeah. So she's by herself for sure. So I want to see if she says it's my last day or our last day. Does that matter? A little bit. Okay. Okay. So there is a drink for her. Then there's no towel next to her. <laughs> you're, you're like you're going like frame by frame. It's a I love film. it. Her yeah. her Louis bag is on a on the chair by itself next to her. I figured she just got up earlier than everybody to go for a swim. I guess. Yeah. We leave in a few hours. So, so now that alive. that that does not, but the, I, I'll go. I'll, I'll walk my statement back a little bit. Sure. If Cameron left in the middle of the night or something like that, and said like, "Hey, I'm going to go hang out with Ethan one more time, or we're going to go out on the town," like I'll I'll, I'll see you tomorrow morning. True. Yeah, he might say, "Yeah, for sure," and then he gets killed by the pimp because they're in Palermo yeah. somewhere. Yeah, um, and she and doesn't know says, "Like they owe me money, they didn't give us money. They have your yeah, money, or whatever." Yeah, that's. Yeah. I'll give that like a ten or twenty percent because Lucia Dev, Lucia could throw the blame off of LB saying, "You want my money?" He doesn't have it, but those guys are rich. Well, I think, okay, so that's, that brings up a really, really good point. And we've been toying with this idea for a couple of weeks now. Mm-hmm. Are we sure Cameron is as successful as he thinks, as, as he well, appears I don't know. to We know be. Ethan is. We know Ethan is. We, and we well, know Ethan, stuff yeah. that's e- eating away at Ethan now. Ethan's start, like, you can see the passive aggressiveness that was coming at that table about money and leeching off of him, a little bit yeah. of Winklevoss yeah. twins and Zuckerberg energy <laughs> going on there. Okay, so we kind of got a little bit of that. We talked about this a couple weeks ago in terms of is Cameron trying to land this big fish as an investment yeah. uh, for his company because maybe he's bankrupt or maybe he's done insider trading or he's done bad things and he needs this money to cover his situation. And the only person he knows or who knows this is himself. Does Daphne know? Probably not. Um, so that leads a whole lot of you know, storylines that we could talk about because uh, we've barely basically touched Ethan and Harper. Um, yeah, well, Ethan's having a lot of anxiety. And I mean, so I guess to me, I don't think they slept together. I think it's too obvious. The, the latch scene is weird. I, I'll, I'll admit that the whole latch scene, why the latch was there is weird. But okay. I don't think they slept together. I think I think she's just fucking with him. Is she trying to just push him over the edge to give to get back at him? But yeah. then the other thing too was, he the other thing too that was interesting was uh which is another kind of wrinkle in our in our theories is that cameron around ethan seems or seemed like a real like kind of like a solid friend even if they're very different people because if cameron said and actually did admit that that ethan did not did do did do nothing wrong with those prostitutes to harper and she believes him and now believes Ethan, um, then he's a good guy for doing that, mm-hmm. for taking some of the heat. And basically that whole four person relationship revolves around the fact that Harper knows Cameron cheated on Daphne. Yeah. She's the only person who knows. Well, the three of them know, but the only person who doesn't know is Daphne. Yeah. And so if Ethan's not going to say anything and Cameron's not going to say anything, the only person who could ruin this whole trip would be Harper. And Harper's proven to be a little bit of an asshole when she wants to be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So does, does something happen to Harper to keep her from breaking up Cameron and Daphne's marriage? That's another one that could be kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, you could tell at times, I think Harper is getting to that point of wanting to tell Daphne that, but yes. I think with oh, Daphne yeah. talking about the trainer, she's yeah. like, oh, I got a really hot trainer. And then she shows her kids. She's like, oh, I guess. Cause I, I think it, it just keeps on coming back to with Daphne. And that's, that's a kind of an Easter egg that I'm wondering if she has enough of the camera, because at the end of the day, only person she gives a shit about are her children. Right. Just don't fuck. You can do whatever the fuck you want to do. Just stay away from me and the kids. That's my life. I fucking settle with your bullshit, but I just care about the kids. Well, we don't know for sure. It's, it's implied a lot because it's always a joke, but we don't know if Daphne's ever telling the truth about her trainer, about the no. massage guy. I don't think she is. I think it's just, I don't give a fuck what you do. You gave me my kids. You gave me this life. I right. just don't want to fucking hear about it. Or, I mean, to go back, I think mean, now we've really overthought it. Mm -hmm. Are they just really madly in love with each other? They could be. I mean, you, the, the body language is definitely there for that. Yeah. And like either she likes to play dumb because it's easier for her to live this life. You're right. Or, um, you know, does he do those things? She's okay with it. Or what we, I think we talked about this in the very, very first episode. What if they're swingers and they, they have an open marriage and they're okay with cheating on each other because yeah. it's not cheating because they're in an open marriage and that they've been trying to do with it. What they wanted to do was sleep with Harper and Ethan yeah. and they don't really give a shit who Cameron sleeps with because she sleeps with other people too. And that's why he did the whole swim trunk thing to test the water. I mean, he, yes. what episode was it? Is it in five or six when he was touching the leg? Oh, I don't, I don't remember that part. Yeah, it was one so. of those two episodes. She was touching the leg when she was talking about doing threesomes or anything like that. And again, I think that was Cameron testing the waters. Yes. I wonder if, and maybe they're, maybe they, they, they feel that uh, Harper is more likely to play along with this fun game of having a threesome. And Ethan is just like, so close-minded or he's like so uh anxious right now that he's like driving himself crazy do you think they slept together Ooh, well part of i don't part of me wants to believe that cameron is a scumbag but he's a nice guy like he, maybe he's bad at business but he did tell he did tell uh harper the truth for mm -hmm. ethan and he's like a, he's actually like a good college friend um but you, I could go either way. I don't know what the answer is. We'll find out I, in a week. I think it's too obvious that they did now. I think I think Mike White's more sub than that. Okay. With how, yeah. with how he does, I could be wrong. Sure. I, I mean, it just it it goes to the dichotomy of both sides of yeah. With the stuff eating away at, uh, at Harper for the last few episodes, and now the stuff eating away at Ethan, and that whole um, visualization of him on the on the bed and looking at the table there with the door locks and everything like that. It's like. And we've all had these ideas in our mind of running that stuff through our minds. So that was a, that was a really cool scene of how they did all that. This this show is actually um, I've noticed this. I, I think I brought up in our last review of episode. I think it'd be four uh, before you went on your trip, and we're we're talking about kind of five and six right now. Yeah. Um, it's almost like the show is getting better at visual storytelling the longer we go on like we talked about a lot of the themes with the water crashing and the statues and the eyes and things of that nature which we don't really quite understand yet uh, but 
the show is becoming more interesting to look at as we go on with through the story. For year in review, I think the subject has to be limited or anthology series, because this is kind of in the way that a Sherlock was, where it wasn't technically a drama, right? When when you got to the, the Emmys, for example, right? It's not technically a drama, it's an anthology series. So when we because I had some people ask, like, oh, for year in review, what's White Lotus now that they've had a second season? I'm like, it's still limited series or anthology because it, we've had a whole more or less new cast yeah, um, yeah, yeah. to tell the story. So it's still going to be qualified for limited series this year. Is that within the rules or is that within our rules as a podcast? That, I go by that's what the Emmys are nominating at and that's what the Golden okay. Globes are nominated at. So yeah, that's I'm, what I'm they're cool. both Just, going with. I'm right. looking at it from that side of view. I'm like, okay. Yeah. All right. Just, I'm it, just it, asking. Yeah. And to say all that, it didn't, I mean, what a way to go out for 2022. I think it's been a really enjoyable show. It's been a fun show to talk. And when we talk about, not to take a shot of the show, but compared to how we talked about murderers in the building, where mm. it's a two minute, three minute conversation about each week. Right. And the side of the whodunit is getting a little bit played out. And yeah. Well, we were just the getting, whole... they were just twists for, for twist's sake in that show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I mean, the, the, we'll see what happens in this Paul Rudd season. I do think season three of White Lotus does not need to do the death though, because this 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 season didn't really need like you and I have talked about it a few times and I've seen people that have written reviews and whatnot. It's like they didn't really need the death in this season of like the Who Done It because how many times have we got done like we don't give a fuck about the Who Done It like it's the it's the last thing I really give a shit about is the Who Done It. Well, this the, the reason why we say that is because the characters are so well developed. Yeah. Um, and I, I would really like to compare this and contrast this to a show like Andor mm. because Andor had so many side plots that I literally have no idea who the characters were. Yeah. I can't remember what anybody was That's doing other than, other than Cassian. And here you and I are talking about, there's like what? There's four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 12 13 14. like there's like 15 characters in this show and we know yeah. all of their plots we know all of their storytelling so that kind of goes to show what i think about this show in terms of these characters now andor was an accomplishment for other reasons mm-hmm. but i also fully admit that i was getting really played out by andor near the end yeah i agree i agree so we'll see what happens next week um, for the finale of it. But it's, uh, man, it's been a joy to go out. Um, Bert, <laughs> more with, Bert. And then then HBO will take a nice little month break. And then like, yeah. so this is what we're going to do. We're going to come back with The Last of Us. And then we're going to end The Last of Us. And then we're going to go to Succession. It's, I, it's so crazy. Like we've we've been talking about HBO for a really 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 long time, like twenty yeah. years, um, twenty five years at this point, I guess if you include Oz. AMC had the title for like three years, four years Please. maybe. Yeah, whatever they have with Bad, uh, Mad Men in the early seasons of Walking Dead. They had the title for a little while, but like my goodness, could you just imagine if Apple bought HBO? Like it would just be a, such a layup. Like well, I would, I would get rid of and severance on top of it. I would get rid of, uh, I'd get rid of uh, Crave, or I'd get rid of uh, Netflix. I'd get rid of Netflix. I'd get rid of Netflix. Yeah, I get rid of Netflix. If if that was if that was uh, what we were dealing with here, so yeah, it just it just it just boggled. I mean, 
we have our year in review coming up and these trailers that came out this week and we're like 10 is impossible this year it is impossible to do our our most 10 anticipated to the point i'm like should we just do categories (laughs) because games are stacked next year movies are stacked next year and television is stacked i think a big reason why next year is so stacked is because this is the real full year that production companies had full force no covid protocols that's pretty reasonable so we could go all out right game game companies took a back obviously during the during the past yeah. there's some games that have been announced too that i'm like like spider-man 2 was on a list of top games for next year i'm like unless and we keep in mind too we were doing this before the gaming awards on thursday so we will talk yeah. about that uh when we uh come when dev when dev comes back next week and we do that next week um I guess since we're on that, we can pre- kind of predict our trailers. I mean, Jedi, we know the the date now. The ta- the countdown from when Devin and I get PS5s are set. It's March 15th. <laughs> we have <laughs> until then to get PS5s now if we decide to, if we want to play it right away. I'm assuming that's going to get a trailer. NetherRealm came out two days ago and said there will be no NetherRealm trailer for Injustice or Mortal Kombat. Okay. So nothing on that front of things. Um I wonder, I mean, I would have said maybe that's where the next Mario movie trailer would have been, but we'll talk about that because that came out at uh, Comic-Con Brazil. Is there any other games, maybe like a Star, uh, what's that big one, Starfield, Starbase? Let's take a look really quickly on Google. Um, the hard part is is, is Ragnarok uh, um, came out this year and yeah. Horizon Zero Dawn came out this year and then of course Elden Ring. But what do we have that's kind of announced? Um, oh, friggin' uh, the sequel to Breath of the Wild. Oh yeah, that one. Yeah, uh, uh, Final Fantasy 16. Oh yeah, that one. Uh, Starfield, you're right. That's um, the one. The Hogwarts Legacy, that open world Harry Potter game. Dead Island 2. Uh, Diablo, Diablo 4. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I don't think we're getting as many AAA games as like getting as getting uh, Ragnarok a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and again, I do not think Spider-Man 2 is coming out next year. We have a lot of games coming out. And then, yeah, there, well, uh, when does the... remake. When does uh, Star Wars Eclipse come out? Because that could be another thing that comes out next year. That could be a trailer, I think, that we get. On yeah, Thursday. Star Wars Eclipse. Um, oh, my, my huge one that I'm really interested in. Uh, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. You know, the okay, spiritual successor to Jet Set Radio. Oh, right. Yeah, we should Street Fighter Six also, by the way. Yeah, we have we have some crazy... Oh, go, Persona Wake. 4. Persona 4 is coming Persona out. Persona 4, like, Alan Wake. There's a lot. That's crazy. Yeah, that's why I'm saying, like, I don't know how we're going to do it yet because I've had a few people ask, like, how are you going to do the anticipated list this year? Are you going to do 10? I'm like, probably. I think we do but, 10 just for fun. It's but... going to be yeah, I'm already putting two that were in there last year with Spider Verse and Last of Us, and then right. well, you have every like part of me is like, well, maybe we should just do like, here's three TV, three move. I don't know. I don't know how we're gonna do it. We'll make it work. It's just gonna be really, really hard. That's kind of what makes this the list fun, though, is we have to make strong decisions. Yeah, it's just 2023 is going to be a, a crazy year. Uh, before we get to trailer trash, because there was a lot of trailers. Um, just minor TV reviews on my side. Uh, Mighty Ducks wrapped up. Really fun season again. Uh, of the, the Brittany Josh Mellon was a nice little he, the way they built up him in the season. No Gordon Bombay, no major duck cameos this year, which was fine. Did they explain why Bombay was out? 
No, well, because they go to the ice academy, there's no real need for him to go. Oh, I, so yeah. there's a there's a potential that he comes back. They go back, like let's say they lose or whatever, they lose their sponsorship. This had whatever. major Mighty Duck too, but like, yeah. Number one, if you really think about it, number one did feel like Ducks one. Yeah, this felt a lot like Ducks two. That's probably very intentional. So I could yeah. see them going back to the to the Ice Palace or whatever it was called. Well, Ducks if they're three, able- they're all getting ready to go to college. So it kind of lines up to be Ducks three. Yeah. And then they're going to, so hopefully now I, I do not necessarily agree with the stance that Emilio Estevez took uh, regarding what was going on behind the scenes. Yeah. But if they were able to renegotiate with him and bring him back for three, I would be back in the show. My only disappointing thing is they do a whole thing with the knuckle puck and there's no Russ Tyler. AKA Keenan Thompson. That is unacceptable. I thought that was supposed to be like, didn't he tease that on whatever podcast he was on? He did. Like, and there was no Russ Tyler. I was like, oh, this is where to get Russ Tyler. And no, and no Keenan. So but no it Keenan, might, I mean, no Charlie maybe, Conway yet. Maybe we get, maybe mm-hmm. season three is where they're like, okay, the budget's 50 million or 100 million. Just make, just do everything you can to make this work. And they just get everybody. Yeah. It was uh really I really had a good time watching it. Uh, Santa Claus. I've had fun watching it. I know there's people that aren't big Tim Allen fans, which I'm finding out more and more. That uh? There, there is no in between. There is you either like Tim Allen or you dislike him. I am finding that out very, very fast. When I bring up the Santa Claus, and be like, "Yeah, I love it. I love Tim Allen." Or bring Tim Allen, I'm like, "No, I don't fucking like Tim Allen. Fuck that guy." And some That's of it is just that people don't like his comedy. Some people, it's other sides. Sure. They don't like his politics. Sure. Um, but I've just always I grew up in Home Improvement. I grew yeah. up in Santa Claus movies. He's Buzz Lightyear to me. Yeah, He's our nostalgia. Damn it, our nostalgia He's... of him is really, really high. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. Like obviously, like you look at guys like Carrie or Sandler that we grew up with, right? Yeah. But then I really kind of thought about like, man, we really grew up with Tim Allen a lot. He he definitely hit. His peak was definitely when we were kids, hundred percent. And I and I and and the later Tim Allen side of things, I think I brought this up at least once, so forgive me. But his eulogy at the Bob Saget uh, funeral really moved me almost more than anyone's, other than Jim Carrey's. Mm. It really, really moved me because I don't see Tim Allen as an emotional man. Right. Oh, so I to see, see him yeah, get yeah, that yeah. emotional, and then him recently talking about the stuff with Jay Leno and commenting on that. And just him caring that much about his his fellow comedians and stuff like that. Right. I really appreciate him being some, such a big fan of that comedy world and interest in that comedy world and how Tim sticks up for his fellow comedians and what they mean to him. And yeah, mm-hmm. like if anyone gets a chance before the end of the year and if you're just looking for stuff, that Bob Saget special uh, that they did on Netflix was one of the best things I saw this year. It was fantastic. The Norm one was great too when Norm just... St- goes in front of a laptop and does stand up for an hour and a half. And then you get Sandler and Molly Shannon spade and a, and a few people afterwards, those were both great. But the, the Sega thing was so cool because they had everyone on stage. And I think they had like Tracy Morgan, Jim Carrey, um, Jeff Ross, the roast master, but then they actually went to his funeral and showed like Dave Coulier and others talking about him and whatnot. And oh. everyone's super emotional but outside of Stamos. Like, Tim was maybe the most emotional I saw. Wow. Very, very classy. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how to... Santa, Santa Claus is super fun. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Way to get like really deep there. So like, and like, and, and it's fun that. to have Cal Penn in it. Um, 
I kind of just like where they have to have a John Cho. No, they gotta here. have they gotta have fucking David Crumholtz, whatever Bernard the Elf. I know, well, because that's part of they have to have him, but you can't be mentioned Blumkins though. <laughs> Santa Claus. Well, are we gonna get David Crumholtz from This Is the End, or are we gonna get him from you know the other things? But we need we need a we need a Bernard the Elf can. I thought I'll he was. In. I thought I saw him in the trailer. Maybe he. I don't know. Maybe he's next season. I, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there Maybe is a whole thing where they're like, we need to call him. Like him. Like we need to call him. Okay. So I'm wondering if that's who it is for this next episode to like come back. If it's right. if it is Bernard. Yeah. Okay. So I'm wondering if it is him. But yeah, I need John Cho to make a cameo on here. As what though? Just as, a, just as a friend of of the Calfan character. Mm. Yeah. A friend so, or a lover? I mean, be he kinda... could be like a ghost of a ghost of Christmas past or something like that, or the ghost a Christmas spirit or something. So what are the odds we get Martin Short as Jack Frost? Uh, I don't did he not get banned? Or he defrosted, didn't he? I don't know. I didn't watch the movie. I don't remember this at all. This oh. was like 20 years ago. Yeah, I can't remember. But that'd be kind of cool. I saw that movie and Borat in the same day in the theaters. The fact that you remember that's really weird, but that also too is a very weird double feature. That's that's why I remember it. Mm, gotcha. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Um, and the Guardians Christmas special just fantastic. Just I know you haven't seen it, Dev, but recommend it for a lot of people. It's really cool. I love these standalone Marvel shows more and more and more. Right. The cool thing for this is you get Groot, you get Rocket, you get uh nebula and everybody and and obviously star lord but you get to highlight characters that haven't gotten as much so this is like there's mantis shines in this oh good you get to to see a lot of like mantis's powers a lot more mantis's backstory that you just don't get in the other because mantis has been in four four marvel movies now yeah something like that with the guardians 2 the two avengers films and then um in thor and uh, and then and getting Drax to have a little bit more as well is great, but Mantis really really stands out for what she's able to do. Hmm. So I, I it 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 it's a really just fun easy suggestion for everyone in the family to watch. It's more of the same. More of the same, yeah. So that was fun. I mean, I think we've gotten there's this whole thing right now of the idea of the um the holiday pantheon of like classic movies and we haven't really had one in there since elf and yep. what can and people are making some arguments for claws that came out of netflix the animated movie that a lot of people liked i haven't seen it i don't know if you have no but i, I vaguely know of it. i vaguely know of it i would argue that spirited and the guardians christmas special both have a case which one's spirited that's that feral and uh reynolds one. Oh, you saw it yeah and it was good really not only do I enjoy it, my parents who hate Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds said it's one of the best Christmas movies they've seen in a decade. Wow, there you go. Yeah. Hey, don't forget the other contender, Violent Night. <laughs> Violent Night, right. Yes. I'm just uh, trying to, it, I mean, Fred Claus does get played a lot more than it should. I will say that much during this time of year. Oh, Fred Claus, is that Kevin Smith? That's, uh, no, yeah. that's uh, Vaughn, Vince Vaughn. Vince Vaughn, okay. That gets played more than it deserves to be played around this time of year. What about, here's a deep cut here, Christmas with the Cramps. <sighs> so bad. 
<laughs> Wasn't that Tim Allen? That's Tim Allen, yeah. That was like that was like the beginning of the end for him. There's like a Tim out, there's like a Santa at the party, and he brings the daughter back. It's just like weird. Jamie Lee Curtis is in it too. Dan Aykroyd's in it. So it should have worked. Little kid from Malcolm in the Middle is in it. Oh, Dewey. Dewey's in it, yeah. It should. So what we're saying is it should have worked, but it just didn't. The other Vince Vaughn Christmas movie, Four Christmases, that circles a little bit as well. In a good way or a bad way? Um, I, I, I enjoy it, but I don't know if it's in that Christmas classic. Would you say you're a Christmas film aficionado? I'd like to think so. Yeah. What's I that? Have, okay. I have, I have my rotation of ones that matter. Which ones, which ones, which, what, give me your top like five, just no you know, order. Is that, are we including movies or TV shows on top of it? The TV show has to be longer than an hour or about okay, an so hour. Moroccan office Christmas is up there. I think in the last 10 years, what is the Moroccan Christmas office episode? Oh, is, definitely is, is it there. an hour? Yeah. Okay, cool. I don't know anything about this. I mean, if you just, okay. I'll do TV first. TV, first episode ever of The Simpsons, obviously, is on there. And they get Santa's yeah. little helper. Futurama Christmas has to be on there. Okay. Um, there's a few South Park episodes, but the first one with Mr. Hankey right. has to be on there. Uh, that office one that I talked about has to be on there. And so there's a few. As far as Christmas movies, I'm not going to give any order of my top five. But no, I just want to know what your what your favorite Christmas movies Muppets. are. Okay. Muppets has to be on there. Um, Santa Claus. Mm -hmm. Elf. Mm -hmm. Christmas Vacation. Although Christmas Vacation is almost getting played out at this point because people are annoyingly... People like it too much now. We had like a weird... We had a weird dead zone for about 10 years where no one talked about it and now people like it too much. Well, now like you go to like... Apologies for people outside of Canada. and And the Christmas Village area in Banff or other places, right? They have the whole like Christmas little village things yeah. of, of Christmas, Christmas vacation get. They have the mugs. They have all that. Some people are just too obsessed with it. I mean, when I was down in the States on Thanksgiving, what was it the, the Saturday or the Sunday? They put yeah. Christmas vacation on a 24-hour loop. That's a little much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it's it's obviously up there, but I'm just saying it's 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 getting a little bit much for me. The, the obsessive of side of things mm-hmm. die hard mm. okay and, and my other question to you home alone but have you got into this weird thing that's happened in the last two years of this home alone isn't a christmas movie nonsense that's well that's like a bill simmons thing that's like spread to the pop culture yeah van lathan's gone agree. on it now he's bill is talk van lathan into it now i don't agree with it yeah it's factually so, incorrect i would say my favorite christmas movie is probably elf or, or muppets though Mm. Miracle on 34th Street uh, is good. Oh, no. My favorite Christmas movie of all time is A Wonderful Life. Sorry to be so cliche, folks, but it is. I don't think I've seen it, or I've only seen parts of it. Like, I know it's one of those, like, I gotta. I think I everyone's seen, seen parts of it. Yeah. I think yeah. Uh, what that's, I mean, God forbid, whenever my mom passed away in like 40 years, that's the movie we always watch Christmas Eve together. So that, uh, that has part of the tradition for me. Yeah, yeah. So It's a Wonderful Life is probably my favorite, but before that, Muppets is definitely really high on there. When we have a good Kermit voice. Oof. Well, that's that Boy seems Kent, complicated. Uh, uh, interviewed the Muppets this week, and that Kermit, I couldn't do it. It stands out. It stands. So it really stands bad. out. Yeah. You know what's frustrating too is the guy they did. They did um like an onstage musical for um, Muppets Christmas, and he was singing, and it sounded like oh shit, he got it. He figured it out. He got the voice, and right. everyone was like, there was like, 
YouTube videos about this, and the Muppets oh, Reddit was going crazy. Like he the figured Muppets it out. Muppets Reddit, We're back. that's hilarious. We're back, baby. And then they heard him talking to us, like, oh, he didn't figure it out. Damn it. I love the fact that there's a Mu- of course there is, but I love the fact there's a Muppets subreddit. Yeah. yeah. So, hmm. um, yeah. What about you? Uh, I don't watch many of them, but Jingle All the Way. We're, we're oh, forgetting yeah, Jingle, Jingle All, all the Way. way. That's a that's, that's, least that's an honor. That's it might be an honorable mention, right? Yeah. Um, we've we've reviewed two of these, by the way. We've done Elf and we've done Jingle All the Way. Elf's Elf's really up there. Jingle All the Way. I think your list is basically flawless. Um, I don't have many in terms of like the romantic comedy ones. Like I remember I watched, remember in the pandemic, I watched that weird one with Henry Golding where he turned out oh, to be a ghost or something. Fuck that movie. That one weirded That's <laughs> that the, Amelia, the, the Amelia Clark one? Yeah, that one oh, really creeped me out movie. for a lot of yeah. reasons. I wasn't ready for that. Um, yeah. I don't, I have not seen a lot of the Hallmark movies or anything like that. So I only really going off of Did you, have you seen movies. Love I, I know a lot of people say Love Actually, which I'm a, not a huge fan of. Love Actually? Oh, I heard like, I heard it's like really toxic. Like someone did a deep dive of, of the movie and it's like, the, the things that people do are like really like psychopathic. Be careful who you criticize Love Actually around because it's like a Beyonce level hive. I don't try to criticize Love Actually too much oh, around people. Oh, fuck. Um, sorry to, to swear so brazenly. I know it's... How fucking dare you? Um, the one that I, that I do remember vaguely is that Cameron Diaz, Jack Black one. Oh, The Holiday. That, that's, that's actually that's on the list. That's, that's on my list. One. That's a good one. The Holiday's great. Yeah, because like early a, Catherine Hahn, by the way, in that I didn't, I haven't seen it for a while, but yeah. uh, I will give that one because you know I do cohabitate with somebody who doesn't dress yeah, up like that. Awesome. I'll holiday's give him a lovely. win. I'll give him a win and say that that's a good movie. Yeah, even holiday, though I've seen it once. Definitely the holidays on there. Okay, definitely sounds good. The holidays on there. Yeah. All right. All right. So there's our Christmas movie path on just for those that want to know. But I would say just kind of going back to that, I think Spirited has a chance to kind of slide its way into that conversation. Sounds great. Uh, trailer time. Let's go to the one that I've been asked the most about. Just when I thought it was out, Devin. Dun, 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 dun. It dragged <laughs> me back in. <laughs> Damn it. No, you've never been out. You've always been in. I was out because of four, and I told you I was like, I, I, I look, I half admitted, I'm like, as soon as I see this trailer and I hear the fucking music, I'm yeah. gonna be back. Well, you mean you got it? Well, the the beginning of the trailer was the slow music. I know. Dun, I know. Dun, and they did dun, that in the Crystal dun. Skull trailer though too. Right. Hmm. This is gonna be different. God. <laughs> Are you going in with like a lot of hope? No, no, no. Really? I mean, you're you're not gonna get sucked in and be like, I just hope it's good. It's gotta be good. You're just yeah, going probably to be a little like, bit. I mean, James James Mangold is a good director. I know you and I are big fans of Logan, but that is as much as it's I don't right. love the film, it's a good film. Like like with the direction they wanted to go with, I still don't love the film very much. Um you know, I, he's think done other... a, I think it was a solid take. I just don't understand why the Canadian border solved everyone's problems. We all get powers now, the power of tackling. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Oh God, fuck that movie. Um, it's funny with these superhero movies, and they get super gritty to certain degrees. I just don't like. I still don't under. I saw the Batman again the other day. I'm like, I just this movie's fine. I don't. Understand no, the that. Batman's good. The Batman's going to age really well. Maybe, maybe. 
if you like um, the animated series, you you should like the Batman. But it's a yeah. okay. We got we're far we're strolling we're we're so anyway. James Mangold's in charge of it. I like that part. He's a good director. That's the main point. James Mangold's in. He's it. confident. Yeah, I'd say he's a good director. It's fine. There's this seems like a good mix of action. There seems like a good mix of uh, uh, humor in it when when he has the whip and all the guns come out. That's a nice little callback to uh, the first movie there. And if we're going b- kind of by how the movies go, right? Episode uh, Last Crusade, fucking amazing, all-time film, top hundred film of all time. Temple of Doom, most people don't like it. I don't, I don't hate it. I, wait, I, wait, wait, no, no, no. You've got this. You got this all wrong. Last Crusade, not, not Last Crusade. Like, um, Lost Raiders of Lost Ark. Raiders, Raiders of Lost, Lost Ark. Ark. Yes, people amazing. love. People love Temple of Doom. Seems to be a mixed reaction by people. Yes. Okay. Last Crusade seems more positive about people, right? People like Last Crusade. I'd say I'd say Temple Temple is a more positive, and I feel like people really get caught up on Last Crusade. Really, in my opinion, but I don't. You you're more of a fan than I am. Well, because I was just, and then obviously Ford nobody likes. There's giant ants though. That's kind of cool. Giant ants, spider monkey swinging, radioactive uh, refrigerators. Yep. Aliens. Okay, let's not let's not get caught up in what we don't like about four. Okay, like an eye twitch. Um, but no, I, I think and the de aging looks great. Solid de aging in this. Mm-hmm. The Irishman, the Irishman walked. So yep. so and, and and Princess Leia walked. So having so having Phoebe Waller-Bridge attached win. to it as a writer, I think is huge as well because she's she's one of her best writers that we have right now. Good old Fleabag. That's all I got to so say. That, I don't that know. helps. Um. I don't know. It just it it looked like a solid action Indiana Jones movie, and then we know what Disney's going to do with this after just going to milk the teat for every single chapter. Of this now, they Disney Disney needs this to be good because they want people to get excited about Indiana Jones again. So then they can just milk the living crap out of it. Yeah. So then, so then Phoebe Waller is it Phoebe Waller Bridge? Yeah. Or Phoebe Bridgers? Someone. I don't know. I get confused with her. Yeah, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Um, so then she can take on the mantle. She can become the next Indiana Jones. It's, oh, yeah. it's a, what is it? Goddaughter. God. Well, she. It, that's one of the jokes in the film is that, or the trailer is that he says goddaughter. She says, well, probably real daughter. Yeah. Which is kind of funny, but. What happened to Shia? Did he die? Well, cons- well, it, that's the hard part with this film, not this film, but the films in general is that considering he did but. drink from considering he did drink from the holy grail he yeah. technically should live a lot longer than everybody else so maybe mutt williams or whatever his name is did die mm, good point look at you just thinking i'm just thinking me but yeah. there's also nazis in this movie so maybe he's not that old yeah i like uh forgetting the um of his friend from the other movies having him back Kala. doing yeah Kala doing the narration at the beginning was really cool uh, I mean, now that Short Round is acting again and winning awards, like maybe we can get a little cameo from him at the end. That'd be great. Well, what it sounds like is you just want you don't you want the the classic or the the Disney. I want Plus. episode seven, Indiana Jones. <laughs> yeah, you want the classic Disney Plus television series where they have a movie filled with a whole bunch of flashbacks and cameos to just make you go to the next one and you just you're just happy with all these with you don't care if the movie's good you just want to know if the episode you know if, if the, i want the, the movie to be good. i mean of, i think the cat like having maz is the villain always a solid choice you can't go wrong with maz being your villain he looks great as a nazi him saying dr jones is going to send chills up everyone's fine do you think he's going to have bring a little bit of the sheaf back to it 
I think he's going to bring a little sheep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. God, um, God, I love him as an actor. Don't know what Antonio Banderas is doing in this. Okay. But uh, I'm intrigued on that. I, I guess I would just say like out of everything, it's, it did bring a like a, a lot of a little bit of Raiders vibes to it, a little bit of the original trilogy vibes to it. Yeah. It got you excited to kind of go back in that world one more time with Indy. And but it's also like, you know, you like you see your ex-girlfriend or whatever you were with for a while. It's like, oh, this is getting deep. She, she was a she was a mess. She really broke my heart last time. And then like she comes in and she's like, I swear I've changed. And you're like, okay, like I've seen I've seen some things yeah. I like. Yeah. I've seen some yeah. things I like. All right, you know what? We can go for a coffee. And this is me going in June 30th and having a coffee. No, if if you're going if you're going on the opening night of Indiana Jones, you are spending the night. You're just okay. gonna see how it goes. Yeah, a okay, cup of coffee night. is watching the trailer and saying, you know what, that was pretty good. Yeah, let me go through true. all my old Facebook profile pictures of us together. This is true. Yeah, that's what this this trailer did. One thing for me, mm-hmm. it made me want to watch the trilogy. Mm. That's all it did. And I was like, God damn it. That worked. Now, do I know? Do I think it'll be good? Fuck if I know. Literally not going to care. Yeah. If it's bad, you know what? I mean. Never meet your heroes. The bottom of it is (laughs) Crystal Skull. It can't be worse. It 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 can't be be worse than Crystal Skull. And look, I'm going to remember this pod December 5th and go back and well, Devin. It was worse. Also, to be fair, I did live through the Daniel Craig James Bond movies where you get you get the highest of highs and the lowest of lows. So there's yeah, that. It definitely ended on the low. Exactly. So if I can survive, if I can survive whatever happened to, to James Bond, I can survive Indiana Jones. Yeah. Um next trailer. Is Transformers back? Because I'm thinking kind it's of. back. Yeah, kind of. I'm thinking it's back. Well, they did something that something that's really, really smart. Because the people who grew up on Beast Wars are old. They probably have a little bit of money now. And they got young kids. And it's like, holy shit. I want to see Optimus Primal and Optimus Prime friggin' at least fight each other once, but also kick the shit out of some other robots. Well, and the good thing, Dev, is I think Bumblebee Bumblebee crawled so Beast Wars can walk. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, Bumblebee no is a good movie. Like, like I know Devin loves. I've only seen the first fans. five minutes. I've only seen the first but, five minutes. Yes, you have. But the rest of the film is really, really good. Like, really, sure. like Haley sure. Steinfeld is by far the best human in the history of the Transformers series, which is not a high task to reach. But yeah, okay. she she yeah. does a really good job in it. John Cena plays a good villain in it. Uh, and I think they tell a good emotional story. And I think the best thing that happens with this one is again, Michael Bay is not attached to this in any way. You can even look to Optimus. The, sh- the design yeah. is way better, way fresher. Looks amazing. For Optimus, kind of like what we saw uh, on, on the first uh, scene in, in Bumblebee. Yep. And, you know, like you said, we all grew up on, on Beast Wars having that reboot level animation. And we're like, yep. what is this? This is crazy. Uh, and just kind of falling in love with it up here on YTV in Canada. Yep. And it just, it doesn't look like another just Michael Bay level Transformer film. No, you can tell, ha- well, Hasbro has made their, you know, Hasbro Studios now has, has had a little, has a little bit of success here and there. Um, so I think they have a lot more creative control of what they want to do with the franchise. Um, 
but you can also tell there's a the, the best the best thing that transformers any kind of popular medium can do is be reverential to generation one yeah. and to bring to make optimus prime an older looking mac truck with you know blue and red is all that people care about right to have to bring back a character like mirage and although he, he looks more like something like jazz but to have a 90s porsche is just beautiful you know who's voicing back... Mirage, Devin? No. Pete Davidson. Yeah. You know what, though? The, the thing is, is I can't really be mad about ha- them having big name celebrity no. voice actors for a character. Like, I, I haven't seen anything about, we haven't seen Mirage. I, uh, we, I think we got a character that was like Mirage in the Michael Bay movies that really yeah. doesn't really matter. So I can't really say and go be like, oh, the Mirage that I like sounds like this. I don't really give a shit. But if Ron Perlman's uh, doing Primal, by the way, well, that's like an A plus plus plus. Yeah. Not only that they get Peter Cullen back, but to have yeah. to have Ron Perlman is just A plus 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 plus. And Michelle Yeoh is doing Maximo uh, Arazia. Oh, Air Razor, Air Razor, Air Razor. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, and she's she's a uh, she's one of the newer, not newer. She was uh, like a, a season in two Beast Wars characters, but she's uh, she's pretty cool. It's good to have. She'll be uh, off her Oscar by that point. Yeah, no shit. Hey, she will be Oscar winner. Is she did she win for um, Crushing Tiger? No. Oh, okay. No. So we'll see where she is at that point. And Peter Dinklage is playing uh, Scourge. Yep. Yep. So, well, okay. Well, Scourge. Scourge is a character from the movie that we watched with Unicron of the cartoon. Yeah. So when the when the trailer talks about you know, an enemy from the future and the past. Well, it's actually the beast wars, you know, the Optimus primal is from the future. Um, and then scourge is from the movies. So it's kind of like wrapping all these, uh, all these great fandoms up. So I'm really happy. John DiMaggio is playing stratosphere. Cool. I don't and, know who yeah, that is. I, maybe I, maybe I do. Maybe I don't. But. I mean, as someone that owns, uh, I know you own a uh, Optimus primal as well. I have a lot of Transformers high end, high high end Transformers figures. Yeah, I thought, like I said, I know we, we shared some of these with Adam. The reason we didn't have Adam on is because he's going to be like, "Well, it's not eight twenty. It was like, yeah. this is this is for us. This is like the nerd zone of this shit, where it's just like, it just looks movie, good. It just looks fine. Had, like, it, and it, I, I've seen so many people like, I grew up on Beast Wars. Yeah, like, as much as people like in the eighties grew up on Transformers, there was a lot of nineties and two thousand aughts kids that grew oh, up on yeah. that. So they're yep. kind of getting seen here and it's not Michael Bay done. And I think no. that's the kind of thing I've been going to people when I mentioned like, Oh, I'm so sick of these transformer movies. I'm like, well, did you see Bumblebee? Well, no, I'm like, go watch Bumblebee. And yep. also like, it's not Michael Bay. This is not a Michael Bay transformers film, which is why it has a very good chance of making my top 10 anticipated list because beast Wars was one of my favorite shows of the, of the late nineties, early aughts. Mm-hmm. And Bumblebee was so well done. And that they have an, even that big scene where they have all of them fighting looked kind of oh, like that opening my. scene from uh, from Bumblebee. The trans, yeah, Optimus Primal and, and Cheetor transforming was just like splooge. And you know what? Yeah. Like, I don't mind the fact that you know, one of the criticisms was like, so like in the cartoons, they were just normal sized robots that transformed into air, normal sized animals that transformed into giant robots. And now we have a giant monkey. And it's like, who gives a shit? Like the monkey looks amazing. Yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> and he has, he has the the mace with the chain on it, just like the action figure did that I had twenty years ago. So just put it in my veins. 
Uh, Guardians 3 trailer. This is going to get emotional. <laughs> Who's not coming back is the question. It seems too obvious that Rocket's going to die. Or Rocket's... I think I read something somewhere along the lines. So they had a brief thing in that trailer about like an otter or something like that another, Layla, another animal and there's there's a few rumors there's the there's the people everyone wants that to be lady gaga oh that's cool that's fine because yeah so people yeah, wanted cool. to be lady gaga for obvious reasons yeah. um but it sounds like it's going to be um the actress who played rat catcher in suicide squad oh sure okay that literally the voices don't matter to me yeah um the thing that i read was that they kind of run off together. I don't know if it's romantic or not, but he, like they kind of run off and try to live a normal life together, which yeah. I'm fine with. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Adam Warlock looks great. That kid has came a long way since we were the Millers. Will Poulter. Poulter. I know yeah, we know his Will name. Poulter. That's that's important. He, he also, looks, he he looks, looks British, right? Yeah. He's, yeah, that's crazy. Um, I like think Drax is dying. I think Drax is dying. Okay. And I think Star-Lord might die. Eh. Well, they got it. They got a the movies. Is the movie going to tackle um, whatever version of Gamora is now in the universe? Well, it like, sounds like Gamora works with the Ravengers. She's kind of took Yandu's spot. The old Gamora, she took Yandu's spot. Well, old Gamora died, so we need young Gamora. We need the yeah. New that's Gamora, not, you know right? what I'm talking about. The previous yeah, yeah, yeah. Gamora that we yeah, got. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. It, it sounds like she works with the Ravengers, and she took Yandu's spot cool yeah but I, um, I don't this is this is again it's just hearsay and just a rumor i don't fully know yet i don't know how I, the timeline you cannot get fucked up without gamora being back in it i was gonna say what's gonna be confusing is like are we gonna get some kind of like tva agents because now we have a deviant you know in a deviant timeline kind of well, thing and nebula like... died too right the older nebula died as well so i yeah there's a definitely yeah, the, the one with the one with the the silver plate was replaced yeah. with the orange plate yeah. that's been my biggest thing from endgame i'm like you guys don't need to answer these questions <laughs> they need to answer a lot of freaking questions james gunn's like god before i go to dc i got so much shit i gotta fix thanks thanks a lot russos before i can do another season of peacemaker yeah i gotta figure fix all your shit from endgame that you did to my 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 characters yeah, they. Do. I don't think they really fuck shit up. They just have to explain it. No, just like just the yeah. So they'll they'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, it looked like a it seemed like a great trailer. Good timing too, coming off the you know the well received uh, Christmas special and everything that people. Sure. It's weird too. There's with the Guardians trailer that's been really well received and the Guardians Christmas special that's been really well received. There is this apex of people going back to watch Guardians two, and people that have been shitting on the movie like the hard push like Guardians two is a good movie. I don't know why people shat on it like. I don't remember that happening really i think people were like yeah it's a fine movie but there's like this strong push like guardians 2 is a top 10 marvel movie ever it's been hard this past weekend weird i know that we didn't mind it but we also didn't love it yeah i, I liked it a little friend. bit more than you because yeah. i liked ego a little bit more than you but you know we have such a template of everything like for example like something that wakanda forever for example is a far better movie than guardians 2 sure sure and I know you still have to see that. I'm assuming Wakanda Forever will be on Disney Christmas Eve. That's my guess. Is it a is it a top ten Marvel movie? Wakanda. I have to see it again to make that. We, have, we I think we might have to spend 
an episode re-ranking stuff and maybe not not the tv shows but just the movies because yeah like shang shang chi i think is like an honorable mention or like the 10th or the 11th or 12th best movie interesting i do know what the worst movie is it's definitely hulk well it's definitely hulk and then black widow and then iron man 3 oh iron man 3 yeah which is a christmas movie apparently now what this is an argument that iron man 3 is a christmas movie but home alone isn't yeah those aren't even the same level of like you can't even compare those two but that's it happens during just because the movie happens during christmas i guess i don't know i i think with the the diehard argument i don't know but anyways staying on on so yeah guardians 3 looks really really fun it's gonna be interesting year for marvel next year i believe the, the one thing with Feige that I, I think, uh, not with Feige, with uh, Iger coming back is I hope that he does the one thing you and I have been asking for, Devin, is we need to limit these Star Wars shows and we need to limit these Marvel shows. I think next year we have Secret Invasion, Loki, and I believe Echo. Right. Okay. And we have three Marvel movies next year. And I'm assuming we're going to have one of the short because we'll have Ant-Man. Then we have yeah. this. And then we have the Marvels next year. So we have six Marvel properties next year at least at least yeah, yeah. And, and that's and then, when like there'll be another werewolf by night type of thing because sure. it was so and and the christmas guardian special was so successful they will do at least probably one of those sure yeah and then the other thing we have to think about too is like we have the skeleton crew show with jude yeah. law we mando. have the acolyte with jung jay lee ahsoka uh, ahsoka mando three like that's Dude, getting ridiculous. Uh, we are about a month away, less than a month away now from uh, the return of the Bad Batch. That's going to get us started. It's going to start the year off for us right away as Bad Batch. Nothing like listening to a New Zealand kid trying to say uh, Hunter. Hunter. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, and, and I guess that's on the Star Wars front, too. Amando is back in March. You know what? I'm fine with that. I'm. 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 It's. It's Nothing time like for Mando some to crossover with Mando and Succession for some of our pods. <laughs> well, we're gonna have. You no, know, the worst part about this is that if if uh, Boba Fett was any indication, we're gonna have like just a random Boba Fett episode in the Mando season, <laughs> or like, a random Ahsoka episode. You know what I want? Well, if we get Thrawn, I guess it would, it would be okay. I just, I just want de-aged Luke Skywalker. Like I don't care anymore. I've cried my tears. That sounds like a weird Ariana Grande song. It probably is. Um, It's all I care about in this world, but yet, you know, let's, let's, let's go watch. I don't know, whatever. I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. So we'll talk about the guardians uh, and all that when we get to 2023 preview more in depth, but yeah, trailer looks good. It it looks more of the emotional side of things and it's going to be interesting with where the year was for Marvel, where it was received as, less than expected for the quality of mm-hmm. things for marvel sure right? was yep um with wakanda giving a nice exclamation point to the end of the year we'll see if they can carry that on with uh quantumania and then go into guardians going to the marvels i will just say before we get to our final trailer which i think was the biggest of the week um i was surprised the guardians came out now and not at super bowl and some of these like indie too india was like why was this not super Bowl? well but- because something else is coming yeah, well, we haven't. We didn't get a Mission Impossible trailer. We didn't get a Fast and Furious trailer. There's. We didn't get a Marvel's trailer. So there is, there is still room for stuff to come. 
Exactly. There's got to be something in the pipeline that maybe we know about but haven't thought of yeah. that we're getting a trailer for. It's going to be like, holy shit. And the final trailer was the next Mario trailer. People keep on not believing me. This will be the highest grossing movie next year. I it be it's really really hard to argue that. I tried to tell. Uh, let's go with our fellow colleague Andy, not to take shots here, but he's like that movie won't even make three hundred million dollars. No, that's a, that's factually incorrect. I don't. He's like video game movies don't make movie. I'm like, there's video game movies, and then there is the video game character and yeah, movie. Yeah. Oh yeah. This movie is for literally for everybody. There yes. is no age restriction on it. No. This movie is opening in Asia. This movie will make at minimum one point three billion dollars. Oh, at I'm the saying. Minimum. I'm saying too. It's going to be. I think it is going to make two. I think that's being generous. Um, number one, I've never in my life seen a movie more re-edited, redone on YouTube the second it comes out. There is N64 edits. There is NES edits. There is Super Nintendo edit, edits of stuff. Right. That's cool. There's. It's. I haven't seen a, a thing recaptured this much in steamed hams. On wow. YouTube. Or Reddit, right? And Steam Tams gets done a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll make a very sweeping statement, which I try not to do. Mm-hmm. But people, I, uh, there's a lot of favorite video games out there. Yeah. But if we're going to keep it simple, everyone's favorite game is Mario. Like it's yeah. pretty much, it's pretty hard to argue that. It's everyone's, it's basically everyone's first game it's 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 been that way for about 40 years now um my mom knows who mario is my mom knows who luigi is mm-hmm. it's the the cultural you know this the seeping into culture of pop culture is just unreal and you so can- who doesn't like Mario is the better question. And I mean, like, not to be like some person who's like, oh, like, Mario is actually a really poorly designed video game. Like, some some bastard on YouTube is going to say, like, no, everyone's played Mario. Everyone likes Mario. Everyone's played Mario Kart. Friggin' some people have played Mario Tennis. Yeah. People have played Super Smash Brothers. Like, the fact that we got a Rainbow Road tease. Dude, I, I cried. Like... I, I, got, I got misty-eyed. <laughs> was just another that. layer on the cake where it was like holy shit i forgot and this is my problem i forgot how influential mario is yeah and then i saw uh, that trailer and i was like you know i don't like everything about it but it's really hard to argue the star power of this movie yeah it's it's gonna break a lot of records the week it just or we could be the- totally wrong we could be totally wrong but i doubt it i i really doubt it. i'm willing to stake a lot on this that this is gonna be like it Maybe it won't be the highest grossing movie, but this movie will 100% make a billion dollars. I have no doubt about that in my mind. And we are not saying we are not saying this movie is going to be 100% of Rotten Tomatoes either. We're just saying it's going to make a fuck ton of money. Dude, and Universal knows what they're doing. By the Illumination, Illumination knows what they're doing. But Universal knows what they're doing because it's no coincidence that the Mario Land Park is going to be ready in spring. That yeah. is not a coincidence. Well, no. that is not a coincidence. Now that you know you have a lot of young people that. The Lego Nintendo sets sell out. All oh, time. yeah. That's They're crazy. They're one of the hottest selling sets there. 
the the plushes like mario is a business unlike any other video game other than maybe sonic right now well, poke- and, well pokemon Mine- it's pokemon pokemon minecraft and fortnite and mario those are the those are the big ones right the pokemon numbers for the last game which have been middling because people are pissed off that it's that it no it doesn't suck it's just buggy glitchy yeah but it sold 10 million copies in three days yeah and it went and wait ragnarok sold what five three million copies in a week <laughs> And Ragnarok's potentially game of the year. That or Elden Ring. There's no, yeah. there's no comparisons. Those two, one of those. Yeah, two. I mean, when I got my Switch, the first thing I wanted to do, I, I hadn't owned a Nintendo console since N64. Okay. And first thing I wanted to do was get Mario Kart, and then I wanted to play Odyssey. And even when the trailer came out, how many times did I come and say, like, oh, "I just want to play Odyssey. I want to play Odyssey. I want to play Odyssey. It looks so fun." Right. And I went back and played Bowser's Fury in 3D World. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's just something, and even my niece now, she's playing games for the first time. Just picking up a Mario game is the simplest thing to start you off with playing games, right? It's it's the simplest thing. Yeah, you can play Kirby and Animal Crossing, some of these these games that for everyone that can suit everybody right off the bat. But it teaches it teaches without telling. Yeah, yeah, and that's and such an incredible feeling. Like, if we did iconic pop culture characters, I'd love to know where we put Mario all time. Top 10, top five, yeah. top five. Yeah. Yeah. The Nintendo logo is one of the most recognized logos in the world. It's up there with Nike and McDonald's. Like if we're talking and pop Apple. culture, we're talking like Bart Simpson, Mario, Darth Pikachu, Vader. Darth Vader. That's probably it. Yeah. If we're being really simple. Yeah. So, because and I, cause I, and I heard, heard people like, oh, well, it's just a, we see how video game movies do. And I'm like, Uncharted this is not the same. Terrible. This is not the same. $500 million. And Sonic did really good, but they all respect to those movies. They are not the same. And the fact that it's animated is an entirely different side of things because, you know, being around children and having nieces and nephews, they've seen that they want to see it. So you're, you're, you're just adding just a, let's just say a basic normal level of it just being a movie that's animated. The kids want to see regardless of knowing the character, there's already that level there. That's going to yeah. give you about $200 million just from that side of things. Of, I just want to take my kids to this animated <clears throat> movie and make them shut up for, for an hour. Well, here's the thing. I, I'll end on this because I don't want to talk about it too, too much. Yeah. This is going to be one of the first, let's call it children's movies, where the parents are like, yeah, I also want to see that. Yeah. That's Spider-verse all it is. That's why Spider-Verse was so successful basically it's those it's those kinds of franchises where it's like oh yeah like it's you're you're scratching like the, the nostalgia itch but introducing it to a brand new group of people who are just like i'm gonna ask for this for christmas for the next hundred years even though it's funny because us as adults and people like us who are parents ask for mario games and nintendo 64s for our whole childhood two last things for me and then we'll get out of here you gotta assume number number one the odyssey has to be in the making right now because they have to strike an odyssey 2 or whatever the second mar the, ne- the next the last switch mario game is i don't think they have to you, i guess they can just go sell odyssey and everything but if, i'm wondering generally if they have generally some. speaking i think that they're more likely to make a sequel well if they're going to make a new console in whatever like however many years three years they are more likely to make the new mario game for that console because it's going to mm. push the hardware right yeah because i think this is this this upcoming year is the last major cycle for switch yes and I say that just because this is the last year for that uh, Mario Kart DLC booster pack. Mm. So after this year, those new tracks and everything like that, after 2023, that ends for the Switch. So I would expect a new Switch console. I would say 
probably 2025 would be my this guess. has come out they they've said they're supporting it to like 27 or something like that okay. but you're right like 25 it's not gonna, and then end in 27 kind of like what they did with the yeah something along those lines but yeah i think the new nintendo console will showcase with a mario game and it'll just sell because it'll they may have had one or two movies they'll also have the theme park going for a year or two and then it'll just sell bajillions of dollars worth of product little things from the trailer that broke down easter egg of cranky con you had yep. dixie and diddy in the crowd yep so there's a nice little easter eggs there kind of the donkey con layout of the set there was really well, cool. what are they How- doing they're gonna have a nintendo cinematic universe yep okay. well because peach goes look at those lands out there right there's many lands yeah. and galaxies out there so illumination and universal can set up like this is going to be our zelda franchise this is going to be our yeah. kirby franchise could this you imagine a zelda Kong. movie oh my goodness that's gonna be if we think a mario movie is gonna do well yeah. holy shit a zelda movie is gonna do well and, and for those that don't know like nintendo obviously obviously the mario movie bomb but uh, i believe it was the 3d uh 3do that did, did a zelda game and it was terrible and ever since then why it's taken so long for nintendo to get to this point is they are very careful with anybody else touching their properties ever since I, I think it was the 3DO that touched the property and really took it to a different level of making it not great, Bob. So mm-hmm. that's why we are where we are. I'm just trying to think if there's any. Oh, Luigi has the ghost pack you can see in one of the scenes. Mm-hmm. So they're adding all that Peach Peach is wearing her her suit from Mario Kart. See, I thought the um the whole like the, the line about all these new galaxies was a was an easter egg to super mario galaxy um it's, it's supposed to be for the other nintendo worlds yeah and that's that's that makes more sense like we're getting it we're getting donkey kong movies with with who's voicing donkey kong in this seth, movie do we know seth rogan okay we're getting a donkey kong movie with seth rogan we're getting zelda and then eventually what's going to happen shocker hey we're getting a super smash brothers movie of course yeah in 10 years and it's going to yep. be amazing. Yeah, we're going to get Kirby probably a separate movie before that. We're probably oh. get Ice Climbers. Who do you want? Who do you want to voice Kirby? Well, I don't want to. I don't, let's, let's end on this. Who do you want to voice Kirby? Man, Billy Eichner. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of funny. I was if he was still alive, I would say Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> Just really like yeah, but a fucker. <laughs> yeah. That's me though. Make it make it Leonardo DiCaprio, peak of his career. It's gonna Kirby. be friggin' it's gonna be Tom Holland or Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. So I, just to end my last. Like, the trailer looked all good and fun. Uh, seeing all the cart the stuff. I just yeah, it was fun. At the end of the day, this movie is three letters F U N. It's just gonna yes. be fun. It's gonna be nostalgic. It's uh, it's gonna be one of the apex of. Kids I, I think there's gonna be a lot of. Just like kind of looking at what we have coming for 2023, I'm just kind of looking at a lot of like the Barbie movie is just going to probably be fun. When you look at the people that are associated with it, it's probably just going to be fun. And I think that's a trailer that I thought maybe come out this week, but that could be a Super Bowl trailer. As yeah, well. that's right. That's probably the trailer that you would. Yeah. Um, and then Beast Wars. Didn't you think about it? Like that, that just looks like fun. I think coming up next summer, because when we did our summer box office stuff, we're like, shit, there's not a lot. And I think there's more movies in June coming up than we had all of last box office last year. Probably. Because I don't really remember anything from the summer other than Top Gun. It's funny now. You bring up a really good point. A lot of these movies seem like fun. And I think the last five or six years, 
the idea of a movie making a lot of money and being fun is very, very hard to hit. Yeah. It's everything's very, very serious. Uh, like a movie like the Eternals, for example, there's mm-hmm. nothing fun about the Eternals. It's just supposed to make money, but a movie like Mario, it's going to be fun. Minions, whatever the sequel to Minions is going to be fun. Um, and I think we've really lost touch of that. So good for you. Yeah. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for listening. Like I said, next week we're back with White Lotus and then we will get ready into our view season. Until next time, folks, cheers. Enjoy the day and happy holidays.